Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Connor. Hey, Brittany. So there's something that's been really bothering to me today, and I really want to get it off my chest, if that's okay. All right. So I went to the movie theater a little bit ago, and I noticed that the cost of a movie ticket has actually gone up nearly 20 times since I was a kid. (laughs) That's funny you say that. I was at a gas station recently, and I remember when I was a kid that I could buy a Snickers bar for 24 cents. I remember because I would take a quarter. And now they're like 99 cents or $1.29. And I get the gas stations a little more expensive than like the grocery store. But still, like to go up by three or four times the amount, I don't feel that old. But, you know, what's going on here? <laughs> I mean, we might be getting a little bit old, but no, I know <laughs> what you mean. But it's frustrating because we all work so hard for our money. But I'm starting to feel that no matter how much we make, the prices of, you know, goods and services like food and movies keeps going up. And it actually mm. reminded me of one of my favorite Tuttle Twins books, uh, The Creature from Jekyll Island. Uh, so, you know, in that book, we talk, of course, about how this has been happening for a long time. Um, so, you know, do you have a quarter nearby, Brittany? Uh, yeah, I do have a quarter actually. Okay. All right. So, uh, any listeners, you know, you can help me with this too. If you pick up a quarter and you look at its sides, Brittany, if you've got one there, do you see those ridges on the side? I do. I do see the ridges. So this was mind blowing to me when I was a kid and we, I put this in the, the creature from Jekyll Island book. So even if our listeners, uh, don't have a quarter, but they've read the book, they understand what this is. These ridges were put in place centuries ago as coins were basically the way money was spent as a way to make sure that money, that excuse me, the metal was not being shaved off the side. Think if you had gold or silver coins, right? What coins used to be. Today's coins are just worthless metal. Yeah, they're I was going to say, I don't think they're, they're worth a whole lot today. <laughs> in, in fact, Brittany, now I'm remembering, it was either the nickel or the dime, but the, the metal costs more than the value of the coin itself. Yep. In other words, I, I think it was the nickel, but I'll use that. I do too. I think it was example. nickel. Yeah. So the nickel's worth five cents, but the metal inside that you need to produce the nickel actually costs six cents <laughs> because uh, the, the value of the dollar keeps going down, right? So, um, so in times past, when coins were actually valuable metal, like gold and silver, you'd have kings and other powerful leaders who would want to be able to accumulate more wealth. And the easiest way to do that at the time was to take these coins that were being used in circulation and actually shave off the edges of this coin so that it still looked like a normal coin, but it's just a little bit less, right? They're just taking some of these shavings off. Well, when you do that, and this doesn't even have to be the kings. You can have like anyone doing this, right? You'd have just people doing this on their own. As long as you had the tools to do it, I guess, right? You could do it. Yeah. So, oh, here, I'm going to take my gold shavings. And if I do this (laughs) over and over and over and over again, I pretty soon end up with my own and I can melt down that gold and create my own gold coin and I get free money out of nothing. And so the ridges were put in place as a measure to make sure that counterfeit coins would not be used or that people would not try and steal uh, from these coins that were in circulation. And so what was happening is you have this inflation, this concept of new money, new coins. It's the same amount of gold, right? But it was new coins because people were shaving off the edges. And so inflation, I guess maybe Brittany, let me throw it to you. And and for our listeners, it's like, well, gold and silver, that's, you know, a long time ago and whatever. So what does inflation look like today? Where does quote unquote new money 
in the system today come from? Yeah, so new money is come well by the creature itself, right? Something we call the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is a central bank, and they can print however much money they want. And that's nuts if you think about it. Think about if you and I were just like, you know, we want some more money. Let me just go to my handy dandy printing press and just print <laughs> trillions and trillions of more dollars and throw them into the economy. That is nuts to think about, and it sounds almost absurd and insane, but that is exactly what's happening. So, Brittany, let me throw it back to you again. You just said it sounds absurd and it sounds insane, but the Federal Reserve never says, oh, hey, we're going to print trillions more dollars. They never even say they're going to print money. They don't call it inflation. They use terms like quantitative, quantitative easing, easing. Yes. right? <laughs> or, or we need to inject liquidity into the marketplace. Yep. Why do you suppose that the people in control of, of the Federal Reserve and the central banks, why do they mask what they're doing in these types of like weird, flowery, abstract type of terms? Now, do you mean why do they inflate or why do they pretend, to, why do they call it something else? Why do else? they call it something else? Nobody likes the term inflation. If you say inflation to anybody, it has very, very negative connotation, which is like a negative association with it. Um, there is a the Weimar Republic. It was a government in Germany right after World War One, right, right after, yeah. yeah. Um, and they had infamously bad inflation. I mean, it was to the point where people were bringing wheelbarrows full of the was it the Weimar dollar? What was the dollar actually called, or what was their currency? Uh, called? It was the. I'd have to look at. It. I have one on my wall in my office. You're asking. I can't me remember it. The top of my head. Yeah, <laughs> it's a the, mark. It was a mark. I a think, mark. Okay. Was. And yeah. they had to bring, I mean, wheelbarrows full of them because it had become so devalued because there was so much of it now. They had been printing their own that it wasn't worth anything. And so now historically we think of that. We think of inflation as that that time. And so nobody wants to call it inflation, right? Just like they don't want to call taxation theft. Nobody wants to say what they're really doing. They <laughs> want to kind of hide it and make it sound better than it is. It reminds me in Avengers when Spider-Man comes up and he's being introduced, I think, to Doctor Strange or something, right? And he says, I'm Doctor Strange. And Peter Parker says, oh, we're using our pretend names. I'm Spider-Man, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, inflation is the or quantitative easing, right? These things are pretend names for what is actually happening. Well, let's even make it more simple, Brittany, because inflation itself could sound a little bit abstract, a little bit confusing. It doesn't necessarily explain what's happening. Uh, inflation is really stealing money from people. So let's yep. try and understand how that works. And and I'll use the example in the book. You've got Grandpa Tuttle and, and they're on a fixed income, which means that uh, Grandpa isn't working anymore. They just are living off of the savings that they've accumulated earlier in their life. And so they still have bills. They still have to pay food and you know for their home and things like that. Uh, so he's not earning new money, and yet the cost of everything is going up. Grandpa, of course, complains just like you did, right? Oh, the movie theater, movie tickets used to be uh, cheaper, you know, when I was uh, when I was your age, and so all these things are costing more and more and more every year. Except he's not earning new money. Yeah. In, in other words, he's not earning money at a job where they're paying him a little more each year, a little more each year to kind of keep up with inflation, which is kind of common, right? A lot yes. of people who work, they kind of get little raises year after year. It's called a cost of living increase, right? Because the cost of living keeps going up because of inflation. No one really talks about that's why the cost of living is going up. But if you're working, you're kind of, oftentimes you're getting raises. So you're earning new money, which means you can kind of keep up in terms of your income from your job with the cost of your goods, your food and so forth that are also going up. Right. But grandpa, he's not earning new money. He only earned the money from years ago. That's kind of stuck. 
and yet all the costs are going up. And so you're basically stealing money from grandpa because he's able to purchase fewer and fewer things. We're stealing the wealth. We're stealing, I should say, the value is what I mean to say. We're stealing the value of Grandpa Tuttle's dollars because his dollars that he saved are becoming worth less and less and less. And the value that's being taken from his dollars is being given to who? It's being given to the people who are getting the new money. When the Federal Reserve tells, you know, the the Bank of Boyack, hey, here's <laughs> your you know trillion dollars that we just printed. Here you go. Well, I, as the recipient of that brand new money, I am getting a lot of value before that money goes into kind of circulation into the whole market and everyone starts feeling the effects of it. It's the people who get the money right at the beginning who get a lot of the value and are able to benefit from that inflation. And so people who are kind of well-connected, right? These bankers, these politicians, these people in government and so forth, they love this because they get the benefits and they can push the costs right on everyone else they can steal from everyone else a little bit little bit little bit little bit here there it's exactly here, like there. shaving off the coin it's exactly what happened back in the day yeah. this is them shaving off that quarter or whatever the, you know whatever the metal was <laughs> that's right okay so so inflation is bad we all understand it i think from here you know a lot of listeners might be trying to better understand what it looks like today so so um, you talked about uh, the weimar republic um, as like a bad example. And that's hyperinflation, right? That's why it got so bad is it, it was like inflation uh, times infinity or times yeah. a thousand. It was just really bad. So the question I might pose back to you, Brittany, is, is inflation really a bad thing today? Is it really causing problems? We understand a century ago or whatever it was, but it's not that bad today, is it? It is absolutely bad. And I think the Tuttle Twin example is really good is a lot of people aren't able to retire. And there's other reasons for that. But part of that is that their money isn't going as far anymore because inflation keeps happening. And every time something goes wrong in the economy, our government's answer to that is let's inflate more. Let's print more money and put more money into the economy. And it's perpetuating, it's continuing the bad cycle. So they think they're fixing it and they're actually making the problem much, much worse. And what's interesting, Brittany, you mentioned printing money, which often happens, but really what happens is it's just a computer and yeah. they will make a little change in the computer and be like, oh, okay, well, we now have this much money to loan out as the Federal Reserve. And so banks come and get the new money, which then they have to go print it at the Treasury. But oftentimes it's just a change in a computer that says, oh, now we have all this new money in the economy that people can use. And so it's very, uh, very simple to change. Okay. so. Um, Brittany, when you were younger, did you have a savings account? I did not. <laughs> you didn't. We're not going to use you as the example. <laughs> we will use me as the example. Okay, so when I was younger, I had a savings account. And my parents said, you know what, Connor, you're earning a little bit of money. You're doing some chores, some extra chores. You got some money. Let's go get you a savings account. And I remember every month I would get a letter from the bank in the mail and they would tell me how much money my savings account had. And what I loved is I was earning free money. I mean, wow. Free there's money. Nothing, there's nothing more <laughs> exciting to a kid than no. being free money. And it wasn't a ton, but hey, it was free. And what was happening? Well, I was giving my money to the bank in a savings account. And then they were then loaning that money out to other people. And they were charging them interest for the loan, which is basically like the fee that the bank charges for you to borrow the loan. And then you have to pay that fee back in addition to the money you borrowed. And then they would give me a little bit of money in return for letting me let the bank loan my money out. It's kind of they're saying, hey, Connor, thanks for letting us use your you know $100 for this loan. We're going to give you a few pennies. Now, what was interesting at the time is that in my savings account, I was earning, I think I was earning like 5 or 6%. 
I was, so if I had, uh, you know, a hundred dollars, um, you know, in the savings account. And if I was earning 5% a year, then I'd get five free dollars that year. Right. And so that was pretty cool as That's a kid. Pretty cool, yeah. Now savings accounts today basically will make you nothing. I have some money in a savings account right now and I'm blown away. I think I get like 0.2% or something like that. Yeah, like, that's what I get too. <laughs> savings accounts do nothing today. And and here's why that's a problem, Brittany. If you take your money, like let's say one of our kid listeners listened to our uh, previous episode about being an entrepreneur and they go out and they mow a bunch of lawns or they babysit or they do a lemonade stand. So now they've got, we'll say $500 because they're a really hard worker. So they say, you know what, I'm going to go put in a savings account because even though it's not earning as much as Connor's savings account was when he was younger, it's at least earning a tiny bit. So let's put in the savings account. Well, here's why that's a problem, Brittany. And it connects to the topic of our uh, episode right now, which is inflation. The kind of average rate of inflation that most people kind of assume, and I, I think there's some problems with this, but that's a little more advanced than we want to get on this show, uh, is kind of 3% a year. That's kind of like, it's like 2 to 3% a year. In other words, inflation is constantly going up 2 to 3% every year, which is why prices are always going up, which is why people get raises at work because they have to get paid more so they can pay for more expensive things. And the whole market just seems to be you know, going along at 2 to 3% every year, every year, every year, which is why, Brittany, for you and I, as we get much older, we look back on our childhood after 10 years, 20 years and that's a lot of time, right? For that two or three percent to kick in, we're like, "Oh my gosh, look how far we've come, and look how much more expensive everything is." Well, if if one of our kid listeners puts his five hundred dollars in the savings account, he's only going to earn a teeny, teeny, tiny bit, or she, of interest. Whereas the money, right, is not going to be as useful next year or the following year as it is right now, yeah. because it's still going to be basically just five hundred bucks. Let's say you hang on to that 500 bucks for 10 years. Well, meanwhile, everything else is more expensive. And so you would have been more smart. And, and Ethan, I believe in our, our uh, Tuttle Twins and the creature yes. from Trevor Island, I, <laughs> I, I believe he says that, right? He's like, oh, let's go blow all our money today. We may right? as let's well. Go, <laughs> let's go buy the cotton candy right now before you know it gets more expensive. But that's the problem with inflation is it encourages people to spend, spend, spend rather than saving. Because if I save money, and I'm not earning at least 3% of interest on my money every year, I'm basically losing money. And so it's way better to spend. And so I think it creates a lot of problems, Brittany, because people make different decisions for their life because of what the inflation is doing. Yeah. Um, and there's something, this is a little, it's related to inflation, but it's, uh, so DuckTales. DuckTales is one of my favorite shows. I don't know if you remember Ooh. DuckTales. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so they have a great episode that actually really brings this point home. And it's weird because you're like, wait a second, DuckTales is going to teach us about economics? Uh, but one of the, there's like a crazy scientist in the show and he gives the kids a gun that duplicates everything. The problem is every time it duplicates it, the thing they duplicate either gets less important or less valuable. And then nobody, like at the end of the thing, I think they have like, like 14, like, uh, what is it? Banana splits, like Sundays and nobody mm. wants them anymore. So it, it's a really good, I'll link it in the show notes. It's a really good, um, cartoon that just kind of explains what we're talking about. It's a little bit sillier. Obviously it's not as serious as people not being able to spend their money or have it go as far, but I'll link it in the show notes. because I think it's a really good way to drive the point home. 
I, I guess I'll say here in closing, Brittany, that prompted a reminder. We have uh, linked to a DuckTales episode in our free market curriculum where you will learn about inflation and all kinds of things. And this is stuff for the whole family. We have content for younger kids. We have it for the older kids. And honestly, hey, parents out there, you're going to learn a little bit too along the way. We get so many comments, especially from the moms, because it's often the moms who are helping the kids learn this stuff that, oh my gosh, I never learned that in school. That was so useful. And so you're going to want to go to freemarket.tuttletwins.com. And uh, we'll link to this on the show notes page as well, if you're interested. So it's freemarket.tuttletwins.com. And every week you're going to get a little lesson, activity, a little bit of information so that you and your family can learn all about free market economics. This stuff is so important. Why? Well, as we're learning to be entrepreneurs, as we're going out and getting jobs, as we're making decisions for our life, it's so critical that we have an economic way of thinking so that we can make better choices, better decisions for our lives to have better outcomes. When we know that if I save 500 bucks in my savings account, that I'm losing money, I'm going to make a better decision to find somewhere else to stick that money, right? Maybe I can invest that money or maybe I can find somewhere that's going to give me more than 3%. So I'm at least preserving the value. These are important decisions to make. But if you don't understand economics, you're going to be making poor decisions. So make sure you sign up your family, freemarket.tuttletwins.com. Brittany, great topic. And thanks for chatting. Thanks for chatting. Talk to you next time. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.